People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Welcome once again to the Brothers Talk family den, kitchen, barbershop, backyard corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur on critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community. Our biggest push continues to be for critical thinking, and we need it now more than ever. When you look at the political scene, when you look at sports and entertainment, when you look at the environment, when you look at everything that's happening inside and around the Black community, we need to use the brain power that God has blessed us with to be able to understand and how to address these situations. We cannot allow ourselves to continue to be on the sidelines. We cannot allow ourselves to continue to be taken advantage of simply because we won't do the work of trying to figure out what's going on and how to have at least an informed opinion. We just simply have to do better. And while we're at it, we have to continue to focus on relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, which we launched over two years ago. And there are many others who've come and gone in that time, but we're still here. And as we said last time, we've got over 100 weekly podcasts to prove it. That's our commitment that we continue to emphasize and push supporting and starting Black businesses. Welcome, as always, to our first-time listeners, whom we hope will not only become long-time listeners, but also join us in spreading the word about us and what we're doing here. And just before you hear from my brothers in the war on ignorance and indifference, We want to share our listener appreciation contest that will result in a listener getting the chance to honor us with your presence. All you have to do is tell us your favorite episode, guest, and or topic, and tell us why, and you could be our guest on our first Black History Month podcast that'll drop on Friday, February 4th. You can send your submission to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. We will repeat it again at the end of today's show, but now's your chance to let the world hear from you and how you think. Now, my brothers, in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah. Hey, family. Like Ross said, you know, there, there, there is a lot going on there. There are a lot of challenges for uh, Black folks. Uh, on top of just trying to survive being Black while being Black, and black and driving, black and walking, black and barbecuing, black and trying to shop in the store. We got to deal with all of that plus the coronavirus. And uh, we're just not doing a good job with the coronavirus. Uh, We don't know when this thing is going to end. It looks like people are digging their heels in and they're determined not to get vaccinated. And but the hospitals are overflowing. I, I see that uh, I saw a report where right now uh, rural areas in this country are 
way, way behind. They're like less than 50% of people in rural communities have been vaccinated. So that's part of the reason that this, this, this uh, virus is going to keep going because as soon as there's a downturn in urban areas, it hits the, uh, the, the rural areas and these folks aren't vaccinated. So the, the uh, hospitals stay full the uh, office, hospital staff, nurses, and doctors, and critical care staff, they're being worn out. So people are being so selfish. I hope that they can stop doing that and go get vaccinated, wear your mask, and look out for yourself, fellow man. Black people look out for each other. And I just want to welcome the, and bless all of the Brothers Talk listeners out there. We really appreciate you. And we really have to make a commitment to nation building. And that includes your health, your wealth, and politics in our communities as well. And we just really have to be about it this year. You know, no talk, we need a little action and let's get on it. All right, this week we're going to do a kind of round robin on sports because that oftentimes is a lot of our conversation anyhow. And I think it's because we recognize that sports is not only a big distraction, but it really does represent a kind of microcosm of the world in that, you can really see a lot about the country when you watch sports like the NFL, which is the richest sport in the world. And you can see a lot of the hypocrisy that goes on. The NFL, who we've talked about a lot in terms of the few black coaches that they have in a league that is 70% black. Right now, as we record this, there's only one black coach as they fired the other two this past week. And so Mike Tomlin is the last man standing out of 32 teams. There's one black coach. Now, why I bring up the hypocrisy is that the NFL has gone out of its way this year in the wake of the George Floyd murder to put on helmets and on their stadiums and in the end zone, all kinds of anti-racism slogans and anti-hate slogans and support for diversity and yet they're not practicing what they're preaching and so there's just one of the things that we see out there that we need to to be addressing because it just really shows you that there are a lot of companies just like the nfl who will pay lip service and call themselves allies but when it comes to doing anything about it they actually don't address racism at all You know, uh, really, when you look at most of the efforts uh, when it comes to unfairness and the way that Black folks being uh, treated uh, and opportunities that are not given to Black people that are given to other folks, it's just all pretty much smoke and mirrors and lip service uh, because the results are are still the same. I mean, how can you have 70% of the NFL Black and only 30% white, but when you look at all of the decision-making positions, and not just coaches, but when we start talking about coaches, GMs, uh, I think there may be there may be two GM, black GMs, I'm not sure, in the league. When you start talking about GM, you start talking about the administrative staff, all of the people behind the scenes, uh, those people aren't black. You know, those people aren't black. The product is black. The product is what people want to see. Uh, the product is, is, is making all the money, bringing in the ratings, and predominantly black. But we're not in the decision-making capacity. We know we don't have have any black owners, 
Um, and if people look at that and just step back and look at that and say, I don't see nothing wrong with that, then there's something wrong with you. There's a the problem echoed across almost every industry. Uh, basketball is doing a little better than any other uh, sports franchise when it comes to hiring black coaches. And um, I don't know how many black gyms in, in, in there are in the NBA, but I don't think it's nearly um, – I think it's more than in, F, than in the NFL, but it's not like 50% or anything like that. It's not the, the same percentage of, uh, as, as we have black players in the league. And, Rod, I just wanted to say I agree with what you said 100%. And even – we cannot move forward and we cannot hold the NFL accountable – when we have sellouts like Jay-Z that come in and undermine our efforts. This has to be addressed by our community as a whole. We cannot have people supporting racist institutions openly and becoming their mouthpiece when we're trying to address these issues. You know, you just made a really great point there, Norm, because it's not just the Jay-Zs, it's all those black faces who are sitting on the television screen every day, day in and day out, who refuse to really call out the hypocrisy of the sports leagues. I mean, the NFL, as we said, is the richest sports league in the world, and they have enough power to have the Super Bowl watched by literally millions, uh, almost a billion people around the world, and yet you have these programs devoted entirely to information about the NFL and every one of them in order to have some degree of credibility because of that 70% knows that they need to have black faces up there. But it seems like the one criteria that there is for those black peoples who are sitting there is that they not say anything contrary around this issue because they can have these little sound bites of saying, well, we have the Rooney rule and they have to really Focus on the Rooney Rule, but the Rooney Rule should be called out what it really is: tokenism. That, that, that's exactly that's all the Rooney Rule is. It's, the Rooney Rule is just acquired. Let's just go through the motion. Uh, I mean, let's okay, we'll interview somebody, but they don't even want to honor the the Rooney Rule. The, they don't want even want to uh, to honor that because of the fact that they're still not even interviewing people. And with, with the Rooney Rule, all you got to do is interview some people. Let's go through the motions. Let's pretend that we're going to hire these guys so we're going to interview. They don't even do that. They just go out and say, oh, I'm going to hire this college coach in the NFL. Oh, I don't know how many college coaches are going to get hired, but all of a sudden the guy at Michigan, uh, all he's done is beat Ohio State one, one time out of eight tries, and now he can have the job that he wants in the NFL and in college, just because he beat Ohio State one time. And yeah, he's a white boy. And, and, and right, I just wanted to mention Shannon Sharp because he's the only African-American with a platform who really openly has discussed this and put it out there. And you have the Stephen A's, as you mentioned, we just have a whole host of African-Americans out there that are afraid to tackle that animal, which is the NFL. Right. And so, you know, that, kind of thing just continues to perpetuate throughout the the leagues in general as the old saying goes i guess we're only good enough to shut up and dribble and so another thing that that we talk about is how 
you really have this lack of oversight when it comes to the officiating in these sports, because we see time after time, day in and day out, bad calls being made that impact the outcomes of so many games. I don't care what sport it is. And you never hear about any kind of consequences for these officials. And so it just makes you have to stop and wonder that if there are all these other processes where there's accountability supposedly for the coaches and the players, then how is it that you never hear about any fines or any kind of punishment being levied against these officials who have as much of an impact on the game as any player or any coach? Speaking of officials, uh, this has to be, and I, it seems like I'm saying this every year, that officiating this year is some of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, when I look at the, the officiating and some of the calls that they make, I mean, we can go back and let's just take a look at uh, the New Orleans and the New Orleans uh, playoff game where where the uh, defense back just actually tackled uh, the receiver uh, before the ball even got there. And everybody saw that. The official was standing right there and did not throw a flag. And you have to ask yourself, okay, what's going on here? Uh, the officials, are they getting their marching orders from the NFL, uh, the Players Association, from ownership, from their union? Who are they getting their marching orders for? Because some of the calls are no calls. It's usually none calls that they, they just kind of turn a blind eye when they're standing right there looking at it. Everybody sees it. Even, even, the, even the announcers. They'll say stuff like, oh, I can't believe they didn't call through a flag on that. So either they're gambling or they're cheating. <laughs> One of the two. Well, they're trying to save the little integrity they have left in this game. And they're not doing a very good job. I mean, even in like the NBA, you're not allowed to crit criticize the referees. You can criticize the coaches, the players, the management, the league, but you can't criticize the, the referees. And it's obvious that Across all of these sports leagues, it's just like WW wrestling, Rod, as you mentioned uh, before, really. Yeah, and just the sheer fact that it is all about entertainment now just really makes you question if, as you say, Scott, if there isn't much more that we don't know about how gambling is involved so that they are really have these predetermined outcomes and they're just doing their best to make it look like it's really competitive. But just the simple fact that there's this whole lack of creativity across sports, that you don't see anything new these days. It's almost like they're stuck in a time loop of everybody doing the exact same thing. So much so that I noted the other day that football had its start in the game of rugby. And so you still have all these teams that every week they go out with this notion of trying to establish the run. And so what to me is so insane about that is like, well, when you look back at rugby and rugby still played in countries like Australia and, and, and in Europe and in some places in the United States and rugby was always a game about the fact that there wasn't any real speed involved. So it was about like, well, then let's see if we can get one mountain of men to move another mountain of men. Now, since you have had black players and even some white players who have developed the ability to have some speed, then you would think that the game would have evolved so that it wouldn't just be about 
two piles of people trying to move each other. But here's the logic that continues to permeate the game is that you have five 300-pound offensive linemen going up against four or five 300-pound defensive linemen. So right there at that point of attack, you've got pretty much about a ton of flesh. And so what you're doing as a coach is asking a 180, 190, 200, 210-pound running back to find a crease in there where they can actually run and find some daylight when around either end where they could use that speed and only have to beat like a defensive back or safety or sometimes a linebacker doesn't make sense for them to do that. So that kind of lack of creativity is just what is killing the sport. And you don't get any opportunities for anybody who gets to come in unless they, I think, sign an oath that they won't change a thing. You know, uh, with this, this, this officiating thing though, uh, that, burns me up to the point that I often wonder how much influence Vegas has on the outcome of, uh, of games in terms of point spread, point differential, all those type things. And then you got to ask yourself, of all the places the Raiders could have moved to, why did they move to Vegas? You know, I'm pretty sure there were other cities and other states in the running uh, a bidding to get an NFL team, but they chose Vegas. Just make me wonder. Well, Scott, I mean, Jimmy the Greek used to just give spreads on, on, on national television, and that was a long time ago. I mean, betting has always been a part of the NFL pretty much. So, you know, that's nothing new. The fact now that the NFL is actually embracing it, as far as being, like, as you mentioned, being in Vegas and um, sports books, you know, legal sports books, that is. So, you know, it, it was inevitable. But that's the world we live in. So there you have it. I take on sports and a peek into some of our conversations. And we'd always like to know what you think. So feel free to reach out and give us your feedback. In our Black Professional Spotlight this week, we want to talk about Black Sands Entertainment, a Black-owned comic publishing house and animation company that was founded by uh, the married couple Manuel and Giselle Godoy and their associate, Tunis DeRate. They successfully closed a $500,000 deal with Kevin Hart and investor Mark Cuban on a recent episode of Shark Tank. Black Sands Entertainment is the fastest growing comic publisher in the country, and they aim to educate people on Black history and culture through their work. They appeared on Shark Tank to pitch their plans to expand the brand to the animation and entertainment industry. They impressed Kevin Hart so much, who was a guest shark, and Mark Cuban, and Hart shared his passion to partner with them and said that he could help them with production, animation, and marketing. Mark Cuban also said that he could help with the technology aspect. So there are a lot of people who have a lot of negative things to say regarding Kevin Hart and his exposure, but you can't fault him for the fact that he's putting his money where his mouth is. And I think this is a great opportunity for somebody else to benefit from the exposure that he's getting out there. And so I really hope that we see something really great and gigantic and wonderful coming out of this new association. So that's a wrap for another program. And God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community and on the path to a better future. Don't forget our listener appreciation contest and that all you have to do is tell us your favorite episode, guest, 
and or topic and tell us why. And you could be our guest on our first Black History Month podcast that will be broadcast on Friday, February 4th. You can send your submission to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So until the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest that we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.